Garth Cobra, and we welcome you to another episode of Disney at Work and Play. Today we're going to head on over to China to talk about retail in the, Chi in the Shanghai Disney theme park. We're going to explore all of the different lands and talk about the things that really stand out thematically and in terms of product and in terms of experiences in their retail locations most of which are very unique and uh, and uh, different. And so we wanted to give you a taste of all that is there. Make sure that you follow along in our um, notes page because we'll have lots of photos to kind of accompany this discussion so you can kind of see it firsthand as we go through. Most who have visited uh, Shanghai Disneyland have referenced the wealth of thematic detail played throughout the entire park. Uh, you know, every Disney park has so many details within, but many of which are found in the attractions and in the, in the general ambience of the park. But much of it can be found in retail spaces. And that's especially true at Shanghai Disney. So we're gonna look at the stores and see some of those details played out. We might even Take a look at some of the merchandise that they've been selling. Not everything is perfect, but there is a lot to admire about the work that has been done in this park. Wouldn't make any other sense than to start right at the entrance of the park at Mickey Avenue. Remember that um, there is no Main Street USA to Shanghai Disney. Rather than taking a Victorian US concept, they decided to create sort of a whimsical it's not Toontown, but it is, it is more based on the characters that have inhabited um, Disney over the years. Everything from Mickey Mouse all the way up through Ratatouille. It's just, a, it's just a random assortment of Disney characters, and you see that play out as we go through. Um, most think of Carefree Corner as a shop at the end of Main Street. Uh, Disneyland when you approach the castle. This one is actually at the front of Main Street as you enter. The exterior is whimsical in design. It's bright and cheerful, invites you to enter. When you do, you find some headwear and some apparel, but its biggest um, offering at the beginning of the day is the opportunity to purchase a Disney photo pass. Beyond that, the shop's real purpose is to redeem those same kind of photos at the end of the day. So it's a little bit like Kodak stores have been in the parks over the years. Its location is no different than shops you see at Magic Kingdom or at Epcot or Disneyland. They too have been traditionally at the right when you enter because guests tend toward the right when they're looking for certain products and services. Still, um, the prominence of the shop should lend itself more to when you come in rather than when you exit at the end of the day, the way it's designed, the way it's laid out. If you go back to the exterior photo um, that we showcase in the notes page, you'll note a sign for the post outside. It's actually part of the same shop. Um, the, the shops look small on the outside, but they kind of unfold into larger spaces on the interior, which is the same thing you have happened at Magic Kingdom. Um, what is great is that there is some really cute postal theming that going out. So you have these individual mailboxes of the Disney gang 
at uh, at Carefree Corner, as they refer to it. Um, and you can look up and see their names. And you have traditional ones like um, Mickey and Minnie and Pluto. But you also have individuals like Oswald and Dumbo. So it's, it's kind of a, a very random assortment of names that have been added to, to this list. Of course, NOAA post office is complete without instructions on what you can or can't bring. And so they kind of have this whimsical sign that says not allowed in the mail. You can't send cuckoo clocks. You can't send beehives. You can't send anvils. You can't send inflatable beach toys, magic lamps, fireworks, Elephants and boxing kangaroos are all outlawed in terms of what can or can't be sent. Adjacent to this uh, store is the confectionery store, which is themed to the childhood home of Minnie Mouse, and it's called Sweetheart's Confectionery. Lots of feminine touches, and, and when we talk about uh, retail spaces, Disney will often create this contrast where you will go from masculine design themes where you have a lot of wood, uh, dark woodwork, or you have darker colors, um, to more feminine um, touches um, that, and, and you get the same thing here in Minnie's confectionery. It stands in complete contracts, light pinks and whites in this store. And the, and the effect of that is that you don't get just kind of one big Walmart because if you really take all the all the spaces at Disney on Main Street or in this case Mickey Avenue and you put them all together, all you have basically is a, is a big Walmart. But Disney separates this so you get different experiences as you go along rather than just one, one consistent theme. A big part of this store is that it houses box cookies and treats to be used as gifts. This is a, a traditional Asian custom that you don't necessarily pick up souvenirs so much for yourself as you often pick them up for for friends and family to take back to them to, to say, hey, we went to Disney and we brought you a little gift, something of that nature. Um, you find the same thing actually in World Bazaar at Tokyo Disney. In fact, that, that store is massive in terms of handling uh, those kinds, of, and they're cleared out almost by the end of the evening after guests have left the park. Um, only um, uh, there in Tokyo, they have kind of a major cash register, cash register section for handling that demand. You're going to see the same thing here at Shanghai Disney, but you see it on the other side of the street in what would be kind of the Emporium-like thing. It's not called Emporium, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, in this, you see a whimsical theming. It's very comparable to Toontown shops. You see silhouettes of the characters. Um, you see um, lace and and uh, stained glass. Um, it's it's its own creature, but it's it's very um, very feminine, very Minnie Mouse. Since the theming in so many of these stores and restaurants deal with random Disney characters. I initially wondered if Whistle Stop Shop, which uh, might be a reference to Disney's Robin Hood, you know, <laughs> you know, Whistle Stop. Anyway, the problem here is that it's not really about Robin Hood. It's actually about trains. Um, that's an interesting thing because as you enter Shanghai Disney and into Mickey Avenue, 
you have this beautiful train station. What you don't have is a train. You even have this big train store called Whistle Stop Shop, and it's themed out completely to trains, but what you don't have is a train. In fact, it's um, this store is actually down and around the corner from the end of Mickey Avenue, away from the original train station. It, it's, that's kind of the weird part of it. In fact, the entrance to Whistle Stop Shop is the front of a locomotive with its stack and its, its um, engine number. And, and the shop itself kind of has a train station look to it, even though, again, it's separated from the train station at the entrance to the park. Um, has a weather vane in the in the shape of a railroad crossing. It's very cute. It's very whimsical. Inside, you're going to find a train. It circles all the way around the shop, and and that's really cool. Um, uh, unfortunately, again, it's the first Magic Kingdom style park not to have a train going around it. Um, and that's been a head scratcher for me because it's just, that's been almost foundational to every, in fact, that really, I think, other than the castle, Dumbo is the only consistent ride and attraction that shows up in all Magic Kingdom uh, style parks now. Um, so the store does try to make up for the fact that there's no train by celebrating the heritage of trains uh, throughout history. So you see references to things like Grizzly Flats or Burbank or Mineral King or um, Apple Valley. Um, these all have some connections to the Walt Disney Company. Um, by the way, you'll note that in this store, this is the only uh, location that I can recall, maybe in Fantasyland as well, where you can find Mickey uh, Mouse ear hats featuring your name embroidered in English or Chinese. Even though Hong Kong Disneyland has been around for some time, apparently they've never made an effort um, previously to embroider hats in Chinese. But they have some pretty serious machinery for creating a, a set of mouse ears for you that are customized. We should also make mention that this has evolved in becoming a major stop for Duffy the Bear uh, merchandise. In fact, he sometimes makes appearances adjacent to this location. All in all, it's a nice little store, but it and it, but it's a little off the beaten track. Not sitting exactly on Mickey Avenue itself. It and and it's clearly still not a replacement for not having a train. I wonder if and now mind you, there is a major, very. Um, futuristic almost it's certainly contemporary train station that takes guests from shanghai into shanghai disney that's outside the gates um at the, uh, at the left of the park as you exit the park i wonder if maybe that's just the trains are so common but but they have trains in tokyo and trains in in hong Kong. so it's just confusing as to why they chose not to have a train we're going to come back to the other shops later at um at mickey avenue but we're right now going to veer a right and in any other magic kingdom style park when you go right you expect to go to tomorrowland 
But here at Shanghai Disney, it's not Tomorrowland, it's Adventure Isle, which by name sounds a lot like Adventure Land, but there are uh, there is no Jungle Cruise, there is no Tiki Room, there's no Treehouse. Uh, the set of attractions and offerings are totally unique to this park. Uh, not long after you enter Adventure Isle, you come to their main shop, which has been called Laughing Monkey Traders. And the mix of merchandise here has really not taken off at all. And so it wasn't long ago that they decided to completely retheme this uh, retail location and call it Chippendale's Trading Post. And so now we have a complete different set of merchandise. It is all themed uh, to Chippendale. Um, and a little bit of Clarice is mixed in there as well. You have lots of plush, you have shirts, you have um, even uh, other assorted, uh, what you call NUMOS, it's N-U-I-M-O-S, and those are clothes that you can add to your plush figures. So they've really kind of focused the experience largely on Chip and Dale. And that's about it for this area of Adventure Isle. Nothing that uh, really uh, builds on the fact that they do have a Soren. Nothing that really builds on the fact that they have this incredible Camp Discovery and Channel Trail or Rowing Rapids or anything really thematically uh, associated with that. So a little bit of a disappointment. But that's okay because we're going to head on to Treasure Cove. That's where we're going to go next, where the major retail experience is just a few steps off of Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure. Of course, you know, you, you got to exit into a gift shop, right? Most visit this shop having come off the attraction. It's part of what's referred to as Fort Snobbish. Um, but we're visiting Dublin Market from off of the plaza. Um, and as you enter the store from the outside going in, again, most come in from the ride, but as you enter from the outside, you'll see these incredible details. It's a, There's a plaque um, celebrating Fort Snobbish to the power and glory of George, King of Great Britain. The fortress is hereby dedicated on this day, 17th of July, <clears throat> 1715. Um, wonder what that day and month references. Um, there's also a manifesto on the exterior of the store that um, is a ship manifesto and it lists um, different um, ships that have come in and come out. Again, lots of detail. When we uh, the detailing inside the store really speaks to the fact that we are in a fortress. In fact, there's even a cannon waiting to be put to work within the store. The store is made up of a lot of uh, pieces that you would find on a ship, um, like packing crates or case suitcases or stuff that might have been floating in the harbor. Um, old sails from the ships used for drapes and things of that nature. Um, 
the queuing is very defined for purchasing something. The queuing is very defined for the Chinese audience who can slip their way to the front of the line. So they, they have a very, very clear queue as to how you go through um, the purchasing portion of the experience. Um, when I was last there, my eye caught several items I hadn't seen in locations like Plaza del Socorro Bazaar at Magic Kingdom. It seemed like they had their own version of Pirates of the Caribbean merchandise. Um, they were trying to find new merchandise solutions, and I showed a couple of images of this in the text page. It's really a great, pretty, pretty good-sized store, and it's a really um, well-themed experience that just extends Pirates of the Caribbean into a retail environment. Well, from here, we're going to move toward Fantasyland. As we do, we pass by one of the many retail kiosks. It's small, but it has some nice theming. This is just a kiosk, really. It scuttles shiny things and includes a broken crow nest up on the top. Nothing unusual about the merchandise in this location, but the kiosk suggests the possibility of uh, a more major Little Mermaid attraction being added to a space between this land. There is a lot. One of the things that makes this park so huge is that it has already allowed other space for additions to the park to be put in. And I'm surprised that the new Zootopia edition going into the park doesn't stem from this corner because Right now, what looks to be the entrance to Zootopia is right smack dab between Snow White, um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride, and what is um, a restaurant based on Tangled with Rapunzel, um, the Ugly Duckling, uh, the Snuggly Duckling. And you kind of think, well, that doesn't seem like the, a really good place to put a Zootopia theme in. Um, seems like this location, which is kind of nestled between Fantasyland and Pirate's Cove, might be a better place to put it. But notwithstanding, there is space enough in this area. There's a picnic area adjacent, and there's even more additional space backstage. You could put that full-scale uh, Little Mermaid attraction into the park and I think that would be a fairly good idea because honestly, they need more ride through inside attractions. Um, but maybe in their measurement, they've kind of found that Chinese guests don't really uh, get the Little Mermaid and maybe they've gone on to other themes like Zootopia. Three key stores make up the retail options in Fantasyland and one of the things, and one of those stores is actually on the uh, right side as you enter into Fantasyland, and the other two are on the left side. And I make that distinction because in most Fantasylands, that's just a little tiny courtyard where you cross over. But in Fantasyland, the entire land has been reimagined with a major boat ride attraction in the middle of it. It's called Voyage to the Crystal Grotto. So imagine if you took Pirates of the Caribbean and you threw it where the cast, where the carousel is in the middle of Disneyland's Fantasyland or Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland. 
that's kind of the weirdness of this thing. So to see Fantasyland, you have to go in some kind of circular form, like you were going around World Showcase, only there is this major attraction in the middle of it. And, and what that does is it kind of creates different little corners um, of uh, different clusters of Fantasyland type experiences. So as you come toward the right side, the first thing you really come to is Alice in Wonderland's uh, maze and then Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride and then onto an area dedicated to the uh, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And in fact, here in this Fantasyland, it's the first Fantasyland not to have a teacup ride. It actually has spinning honey pots instead. So it's two attractions based on Winnie the Pooh. Uh, the traditional adventures of Winnie the Pooh, it's just it's ex almost exactly like the one at Magic Kingdom, almost exactly like the one in Hong Kong. And then you have also this really kind of cute spinning teapot attraction. But as you step off of the dark ride, you come into this gift shop. And uh, it's a basically sort of forested cottage. It's settled fairly deep off the main Fantasyland path. So you're not likely to enter it from the street. In fact, I dare say I've made a mistake earlier in this podcast. I talked about how Zootopia will come out between Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride and what is uh, Tangled Tree Tavern, not not the uh, Snuggly Duckling. It, it, it's just called Tangled Tree Tavern. And But in truth, um, in between the Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride and Tangled Tree Tavern is this segment dedicated to Winnie the Pooh. And that's really where um, this is going to veer off into Zootopia, apparently. We would expect in this gift shop, plush and other goods that are related to the silly old bear and the images um, uh, that we have on our show notes page, you'd, you'd think it looked like any other Winnie the Pooh merchandise that you see in any other store. But what's really great about this store is that it isn't just limited thematically to, to Winnie the Pooh. Woven into the theme of the store are other Disney forest friends. In fact, um, note the windows behind the cash registers. These are stained glasses that are backlit and they show Bambi and his mother and Thumper and Flower. And if you look above it, you see birds. And in fact, you see an owl fairly reminiscent. Um, eh, it, it could be reminiscent to the one you see in Bambi, but also looks a little bit like the one you see in um, Sleeping Beauty. At any rate, the whole retail element here uh, ha is, is thematically stretching across other Disney stories and not just Winnie the Pooh. If you take a look at the chandeliers, they include limbs that bear flowering lights. It's, it's kind of a low level lighting and the cool air. It's really a nice contrast to the, to the harsh summer heat outside. And it's just a really nice uh, respite in the middle of uh, this side of Fantasyland. Now, 
when we go to part two, we'll visit the other two shops in Fantasyland, but then we'll also go on to Al's Toy Barn at uh, Toy Story Land. We'll go out to Tomorrowland where we get to talk about Tron merchandise. Are you excited for Tron merchandise to come to the Magic Kingdom? We'll head back down Main Street to the right side, what is traditionally the Emporium, but it's a whole different showcase. And then we'll go to Disney Town, where we find the World of Disney Store. Yeah, Shanghai Disney has its own World of Disney Store, completely unlike the one at Downtown Disney or Disney Springs. And we'll take a look at that as well. So be sure to join us for part two. That pretty much does it for this uh, this podcast. We're glad you joined us. If you like what you're hearing, if you enjoy the variety, and boy, talk about variety. We have been all over so many different topics in the last week, but that's what we like to do is bring the best of Disney to you and, and share everything from um, Mulan to... Um, how to go through Galaxy's Edge and Disney's Hollywood Studios during this pandemic. Just a whole variety of podcasts that we're offering and make sure you check them all out. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast if you aren't already. Check out some of our others. I talk every time I end this podcast, I always mention this quotation from Sinbad, which is, follow the compass of your heart. It relates to Tokyo Disney Sea and a beautiful small world-like attraction called Sinbad Storybook Voyage. That's uh, number 37. So if you get a chance, check that one out. You hear the music from Ellen Menken. It's all great. And we hope that you enjoy your time with this podcast. Please share with others. Please give it a good rating on iTunes if you like it. And join us next time, particularly as we come to part two of retail at Shanghai Disney. Have a great day and remember, follow the compass of your heart. <laughs>